recording. And All right. Hello? I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. You know exactly how we're both dancing. Everyone listening, you know exactly how we're both dancing. I wish I was like six foot nine so I could get with Leo. She don't know me, but yo, she's really fine. You know, I see her all the time, everywhere I go, and even in my dreams, I just keep on waiting to make her mine. Cause I know she's living fat. Her boyfriend's tall and he plays ball, so how am I gonna compete with that? Cause when it comes to playing basketball, I'm always last to be picked in some cocaine. Uh, listeners, feel free to email One Hit Wonderful World with your guess as to whether or not that was Kyle or Cody that just wrapped that part. Uh, caller number 10 will win a. $20 gift card to Subway. I confess it's a shame when you living in a city that's the size of a box and nobody knows your name. Glad I came to my senses like quick, quick. I love this song so much. Like, of all the songs that we've done so far, this is your favorite? I wanted to do this one okay. for so long. I also always want to do this at, like, uh, karaoke nights. But they don't, they don't ever have it, I feel like. Really? I might be wrong, maybe I'm not looking hard enough. Last time I did karaoke was a long time ago. That seems un- unlikely. This seems like a song that people would not know by name. Uh, yeah, maybe. But like, but like they know it. Yeah, for sure. Well, and see, that's the thing too, because like, uh, I'm a bad singer. I'm admittedly a bad singer. You're a pretty good rapper. But I can rap. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I always am looking for a good like rap song to do at karaoke, which is considerably, or, you know, that might be a little bit more cheese ball to sure. do in karaoke, as cheese ball as karaoke already is, but and fuck it, man, I know as, I can kill it. And as cheese ball as Skilo. Oh, man, this Seems song to be. This, yeah. <laughs> if we're taking this album as any uh, what? indication. If we're taking this album as any indication. Yeah, right. No, I hope we're listening to the, the radio edit of this song, are we? Uh, oh, God, we got a minute and 40, 40 seconds left of this thing. Well, how long is the radio edit? I actually, I actually don't know. I just remember that there's like a verse. There's at least one more verse where I like, I don't know it very well. Oh, oh so you don't want to listen to the part that you don't know? Well, I'm just... That's the point at which I kind of go, uh... There's just something about this that has like the uh, the fun-loving feel of like a Will Smith song mixed with the video. Like, yeah, I could I could have seen this being by Will Smith at least parts of it. Sure. Yep. Like he's sitting on the basketball stands in overalls, surrounded by women. Yeah, exactly. This is so like dead '90s. Yeah. Turntable solo. I wish. I wish. 
All right, we got about 10 more seconds of that fade out, but you get the gist. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of One Hit Wonderful World, where we shine a weekly spotlight on a band or artist known primarily for a single track and ask the question, should we have kept listening? <laughs> my name is Cody Nelson, alongside my close friend and co-host, Kyle Kimblin. Hello, Kyle. Hello. We're in your new apartment. We are. We're in a tiny soundproof room. We're in a murder room in your new apartment, and I, the audio sounds great. It's not that soundproof. I... Although I could probably get away with murder in here for different reasons. You know what? As far as the listeners are concerned, the first 10 episodes have been recorded in a gravel factory. <laughs> so this is a welcome improvement. For sure. Uh, this is the new podcastle for us, so get used to it. It's a new podcast. It's going to be sounding great. Uh, this episode is all about the guy who sings I Wish, Skilo. We're going to talk about his career at large. We're going to listen, or we're going to talk about his hit released in 1995 on the debut album of the same name. And as always, we are going to talk about his follow-up, the album he made after the debut, 2012. Fresh Ideas. Yes, that's right. Another near two-decade wait. Another long wait Yep. for uh, an album by a one-hit wonder. And I have been waiting since I we, was five years old. <laughs> we've both been waiting. Kyle and I have both listened to the record in full, so for your enjoyment's sake, we suggest you do too. It's not mandatory, though. We'll play clips of uh, about five tracks or so as we go along to help you all follow at home. But the album is readily available on both Apple Music and Spotify, so at least skip around and get a feel for the thing. Uh, all that being said, Kyle, what are your thoughts on I Wish. Why did, okay, so why did you pick Skilo? I love You brought this, him up before. Right. I love this song. I loved, like, rapping along to it. I could never, like, get the hook, and I had to look it up a few years ago. And then once I got the hook, I was like, damn. All right. Like, this is awesome. Do you mean God as in you were able to rap it or God as in understood what it meant? Because I still don't know what the rabbit and the, the hat with the bat See, part is. I, as far as I can tell, it's nonsense. It's kind of just rhyming. I've um, seen... But uh, I meant, like, I couldn't tell what the lyrics were. Okay, I got you. I, so I had to look them up. But um, I don't know. For some reason, man, this song has just, like, really stuck with me ever yeah. since I was... I, I mean, I remember it from being a small child, so... Sure. I don't know from where or, or anything, but... Yeah, and, this song uh, is just stuck stuck with me for whatever reason. And on the other side of the coin, uh, Cody, I did not hear about this song until it was covered on the what I now know to be retroactively horrendous Punk Goes Crunk compilation. Ooh. Uh, it was covered by a band called The Secret Handshake. I don't know if it's even right to call them a band. I'm pretty sure it was just one guy in a laptop. Ooh. Uh, but I like that. And then I found this backwards. So you know what? Let's just address the elephant in the room. There are a lot of people going around saying that I don't understand or know hip-hop. And I want to just address this. Okay? Uh, Okay. I want to get the elephant out of the room. Uh, I don't know how to talk about it because I'm very unconfident at it. Because I feel like there's no way I can, like, talk about it correctly. Or I don't know. I just I feel like I'm walking on eggshells. Either I, like, talk about it normally and I sound super white and, like, that's dorky. Or I try to fit in and, like... Like, to, I don't know, like, say, I see exactly. I just, like, I, I started talking about it, and I clam up. And, like, I don't, it's, this music is not by me. It's not for me. Like, I enjoy it, but I don't enjoy it on the same level as, like, the people that it's made by. Like, people of color, it means something deeper to them. And so, I, like, I, I understand the significance of, like, of hip-hop and where, and where it began, but it has no personal connection to me. Like, I understand the struggle that it's associated with, but it's not my struggle. So I, I feel... I just feel un- very uncomfortable ever talking about it. You know, um, I guess now would be a good time maybe to bring up a, a little anecdote that I have. Um, I I used to go to McNally Smith College of Music, and I lived in downtown St. Paul for about two years um, while I was going to school there, and I used to go to the Super America. That was a few blocks from my house, and um, 
uh, there was this guy there who I kind of got to know. I talked to him um, a bit. His name was Ray. Um, and I went in there late at night one time, and he was stocking the shelves, listening to something on his headphones. And so I asked him what he was listening to, and he said he was listening to Tupac. And I said to Ray, like, you know, what do you think of someone like me who doesn't have any personal experience with, like, the kinds of things that Tupac talks about on a regular basis, uh, listening to, to music like that? And he said to me, something that I've remembered for, like, the past five or six years or plus, Tupac wouldn't be a good songwriter if he couldn't make you understand on some level the things that he's talking about, you know? Yeah. So I think I think music is for everybody. Um, you know, I don't think... Uh, <coughs> I guess more for me what it is is I've been listening to hip-hop for a long time. I, yeah. I grew up uh, listening to Wu-Tang, and it, it like, only expanded from there and I really like I really like rapping I really think like rapping is fun and I just think like sampling is cool and like DJ culture and sure. things like that I just think everything about it is so cool and I've I've definitely gone out of my way to like explore and expand my horizons in this direction so I don't totally know. I, I mean like I know I would say I know a majority of the popular artists in hip hop right now either modern or like ones from the past 20-30 years that are still like revered now but what do I listen to mostly? Kanye West, Kendrick Lamar, Frank Ocean, Chance the Rapper. Like, come on. And I'm not going to talk about that because I'm not going to be the 35th white guy on Facebook talking about how I really like Coloring Book. I refuse to do that. Sure. And, and like, you know, I, I really like the new Travis Scott album. I really like the new Vince Staples EP. And I just, I don't know. Like, I, I definitely don't know how to talk about it with any confidence. But I, like, don't, I hate the idea that I come off as, like, like avoidant of it or, like, not knowledgeable about it right. because I'm aware of the importance that it holds in today's society. But that's not the fucking point. All that aside, Cody, what do you think of the song I Wish? Uh, I really like it. You know, it's uh, it's fun. It wasn't until I listened to it in preparation for this that I fully got, like, what a shot at hi- himself it was. Yeah. Like, I didn't really get that he was kind of shitting on himself for being, like, the, the dork Pretty hard, in the yeah. hip-hop game. Yeah, super hard. Yeah. Uh, that and, like, I watched the music video for the first time today. It all totally works. Like, it works now. It worked then. It's very charming. Yeah. He's a super charming guy. He's very funny. Yeah. Um, very funny, very self-deprecating, very aware of his place in the world, uh, which... Uh, I, I agree with you, but we're going to talk about this album, Fresh yeah. Ideas, today. And then so, so, again, we have a huge gap in between albums here. We saw it with The Verve. We saw it with, well, it wasn't the Crazy Town album we listened to, but they had a huge gap as well. Skilo goes 17 years without making a second record. Yeah. And then he comes out and he names it Fresh Ideas. Yeah. Uh, I believe that is a very inaccurate title. Inaccurate? Yeah. Um, um, yeah, definitely. But you know what? <clears throat> it, it's... It's accurate in a way because it doesn't feel like an album. It feels like a collection of ideas. Yes, exactly. There are a lot of things on here where it's like, okay, dude, you got a great head on your shoulders. You know how to fucking write a hook. Yep. But then there are other moments, more often than not, where there's a horrific guest spot or something's overproduced, overprogrammed, and I just I wonder how it could sound so amateur. Exactly. Yes, I agree 100% with what you just said. Let's dive right into it. I think yeah. we should play the very first track on this album, Heaven's Sake. Absolutely. He comes back after 17 years. And this and is our first taste. This is the first taste. Heaven's right Sakes. Here. Fresh ideas. All right. 
That's the name. Maybe the album. Time to drop this album. Been a long time. I hope you ain't expecting me to hold my tongue. Niggas gonna feel me. Alright dude, I get that you want to come out of the gate hard, but last we heard from you, it was 17 years ago on a song about being short. <laughs> right. It doesn't sound great, but I get what he's going for. It's like he's walking up to the ring, like he's got his, his crew surrounding him, he's got the robe on, he's like, he's walking in, man, he's ready for the boxing match. Yeah, totally. I just, I don't know, man, I just think his lines aren't that great, and uh, he just, like, is trying really hard to be aggressive, I feel like. Right. And it's just not landing for me. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop it. Uh, hold on, hold on, let, okay. it, let it ride a little bit. Yeah, the hook is really good, and yeah. that is a, a common theme on this record. Really great choruses all throughout, I think. Yep. Um, the, the thing that I notice a lot is there's this sort of like rap rock, like drum yes. thing going on. Absolutely. Which is nice, I guess. It's, it's not what I expected, but like, it kind of doesn't feel... I don't know. So from what I can glean, he's a West Coast rapper. Right, he's from, I think he's originally he's from, from Chicago. Chicago moved to LA. LA. Yeah. Uh, he refers to that a lot. Um, and I, I, I see those sounds, like I've listened to a handful of stuff by Too Short. Same kind of vibe, not yeah. lyrically the same, but same kind of vibe in the, the background. And I love those horns that are, are sounding right here. Those, the beats, like for the most part, especially on this first half of the album, sound great. Sonically, they sound great. Yeah. Um, that that female vocal back there just sounds crisp and clear. It sounds beautiful. And uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop it there. So he he's got great energy. He knows how to write a chorus. He's, he can exist in a lot of personas, I think. Like, he can be definitely the, the punchline uh, rapper. He can be, like, on Vibe is Right, which we'll play later. He can be kind of the heartfelt, like, lover. Mm -hmm. He can be the, like, raw. He can be the hard, the hardened rapper. But the thing is, is the other personas will slip into the songs. So, like, raw will have, like, these comedic moments come in and just kind of undercut the message that he's trying to send. Yeah. Like, he dilutes himself down by trying to do too much, and that is the, the idea, like, the fact that it's ideas and not a record. Well, It's not coherent to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think he can be effective in all of these ways. Like, he's definitely able to flex muscle lyrically, production-wise. I don't know exactly how much of a hand he has in in producing itself, but I, I think he does have quite a bit of a hand in it. I, to me, what it is is that he's trying to be all these things. I yes. think, to me, if I'm going to sum up this this album in, like, one sentence or one idea is he's trying to prove that he can still make music. You know? Yeah. To me, that's, he's just, he's, he's, he's got it in him clearly, like, it's, it's, it's on display here, but he's trying to prove to, to someone. That's maybe not out there. I yeah uh, I don't know. Exactly. I wonder if it's out there uh, because you know what he he reminds us who he is on a lot of these songs. He reminds us of I wish and the fact that he's a one hit wonder on a lot of these songs. Yep. Uh, a lot of insecurities sneaking through that I don't think maybe were consciously written down. Uh, but to go on this like proving that he can still make music and like stretching himself too thin, he strays almost completely away from rap 
at a couple of moments on here. Yep. Friday night, the closing song, is that by Hollywood Undead? Yeah. What the fuck is that? Go ahead and play it, man. You know what? Yeah. It. So this is the closer. This is Friday night featuring Falcon Fly. Before we get to Friday night, can we talk about this star-studded uh, roster of guest spots? <laughs> yeah. We got Kid Cutta. We got Simo. We got Rod Oaks, Tony Summers, AC, Rhett Fisher, and Falcon Fly. Yeah. Talk about household names. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's get to Friday night. I just, like, I hear this song come in, and I just, I wrote here, seriously? <laughs> uh comes Wednesday, then comes Friday, it, Rebecca Black. Yeah, exactly. Totally makes you think Hot. that. Party, party, party. Fuck yeah. What? This is all it is. I know you're thinking, oh, this is like a fun little intro before like the real song starts. No, this is literally all it. All yeah. it. I don't think Skilo even sings on this song. I couldn't tell if it was him or not. I thought, I think it's just Falcon Fly. It, so... Or maybe he's doing, like, the, the background ad-libs or something. I don't know, man. Skilo, I... This is kind of like, if anyone's familiar with Liquid Swords by the Jizza, there's that last song, B-I-B-L-E, Bible. Um, basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. I'm going to pause it this because it sucks on Well, the last the last track on Liquid Swords has nothing to do with the Jizza. It's totally, like, the Jizza's not even on it. It's not even produced by the same guy. Totally different MC. So it gives me that kind of same vibe, like this Friday Night like, this guy comes out of nowhere and then it's just it's like a whole his song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, totally different sound. So in that in, in, in that situation, did the did he ever come out and say why it was on there? Was there any like meaning attributed to it after the fact? I didn't read anything about it. No. Huh. I wonder what the this album is short on information, which you brought up. Um, because as far as I know, it was only released on iTunes. Released on iTunes, it's on Skilo Music Records, a label that he runs with his wife. Um, I can't seem to find anything about it online. There's not a Wikipedia page. There's not a single critic review, as far as I can tell. Really? Uh, there are a couple lengthy uh, interviews, kind of about... Uh, him de- uh, detailing the length of time between the albums. He talks a lot about you know retirement and and you know it wasn't about music for him. So he kind of just got away from the game. I mean, who knows if he's just full of shit because he couldn't make it or if he needs that. And yeah, so I don't know. Um, well, so what I what I call from you saying that like not having any criticals or reviews is is back to what I was saying earlier. Like he put this out to just prove that he can do it. He can make music right. and and that's it. Like this didn't have. He's got it out on his own label. Doesn't have any critical reviews, so he didn't like try to get it reviewed, sure. or maybe people didn't choose to. But like, he it didn't have a lot of press behind it, like pushing. Yeah. Um, and and like the album art feels amateur. It feels like a mixtape. Yeah. You know, it's got so much happening, so many like disconnected and dis- disparate ideas happening that it feels like, uh, yeah, it feels like a mixtape that you would get handed. Somewhere, uh, and I'm gonna put on the most extreme example of that track three. This is club song. Yeah. You know, when I saw you across the room, I thought you was Janet Jackson. What? You look so good and so tasty. I just wanna hold you. I know you got a man, but go ahead and keep him. We might need him for something. Let's <laughs> be on the dance floor. 
Where the hell's the promoter? Is Melvin here? I'm sorry, is this D12? Right. Oh my god. That, I wrote that down. Just Melvin. I mean, he just comes right out of the gate with like the alcohol references, and it's just totally made to be a club song. And like, is if you remove the comedic elements, or even if you don't, like, I think it could function as one. I definitely see this. Like, it, it works. This wow. is by the Lonely Island. Are you kidding me? Well, <laughs> the chorus is literally just saying, "This is my club song." The third verse is in Spanish. Yeah, that was weird. That was really weird. I don't see. So, is it a joke or what? I have no idea. I, I wrote down, here's the only way I can make sense of this song. I feel like they had the record done, Skilo and the producer, the last ones hanging out in the studio, they're just like hanging out, talking, you know, feeling accomplished. Skilo goes, hey man, was there anything we ended up not using? And the producer was like, ah, a couple things. That guest spot from Pitbull, couldn't find a spot for that. That sultry affair intro with the weird part about keeping the guy around, that didn't land anywhere. That audio dating profile we made for you in the second verse. And then just some dancey stuff. And then Skeelo's like, hey man, you get out of here. I'm gonna hang out for a little while. And then he just like Frankenstein it all together. Yeah, oh my God. It doesn't make any sense. I, I mean, I yeah, it's hard for me to gauge the level of seriousness to this song because it does have a, it's very Lonely Island-esque, like, this is my club song. Right. I, and like, leave it, Lonely Island have had too short on a song. Yeah. So like, wouldn't put it past him. I don't know, it's just... I, see... It hurts that it's so inconsistent because when it's good, it like, it shows a lot of promise. For sure. Um, I guess as, as a counterbalance to this song, maybe I'd play Raw. Sure. Uh, and just <laughs> in reference to, in case nobody heard uh, the lyrics over me talking about an audio dating profile, there's a portion in the second verse where he's like, my name's Skilo. I like boats and trucks. And always on my feet, you'll see K-Swiss or Chucks and something. Like he just laundry list like talks about himself. Uh, which is what rapping is for. Which is what, yeah. Well, ooh, before we get into Raw... That's another interesting thing about this. Uh, he mentions I Wish and, like, his status as a one-hit wonder. That is weird. We have not had an artist really do that yet because most other music doesn't give the artist a chance to. Like, it would be weird if Dexy's Midnight Runners, like, commented on, call, like, Come On Eileen. Oh, you liked that Come On Eileen? How about... Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but that happens a couple of times on here. What do you think about that? Do you think it... Um... Uh, <sighs> I mean, it, it just has to do with uh, the culture and, and sort of, I, I hesitate to call them tropes, but they kind of are. Sure. Tropes in hip-hop where, I mean, it's very self-referential anyway, you know. Um, like, I recall 3-6 Mafia, they just, just won't drop how they won an won Academy, Academy Award. Award. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just shit like that, like Eminem talking about... Um, I forget exactly what track it was, but he talks about one of the songs that he's come out with in the past few years. He mentions how the last album kind of sucked and like whatever. I mean, hip hop is cool in that way because it's very based upon pop pop culture. It has become immersed in the pop culture that we have sure. in a lot of ways. And it's always been steeped in reputation, so it's an interesting blend of those two things. Exactly, exactly. Um, so then, in this specific case, what are your opinions on Skilo commenting on it? Do you think it's, do you think it's a smart move to mention it seventeen years after the fact, or should he just try and and not rely on that so far in the future? I mean, given given just the Maybe way it that matter at all. given the way that hip hop is, I, I guess, or, or the way that 
given the culture of hip-hop, I think he would be a miss to not reference it. Sure. And I think, like, it is so- the source of uh, some decent lines. Like, in that first song, he had a line about, you know, I'm a one-hit wonder, no wonder you got that shiner or something like that. Yeah, that's true. That like, that, really that was decent. That's clever. You know, it's... It, it lends itself to to those kinds of lines and wordplay and and punchlines. Sure. Um, but I mean, well, yeah. Uh, let's go away from the punchlines for a second into what may be my potential favorite song on the record, the one you just mentioned, track five. This is raw. Oh, I think there's some. I think there's some interesting punchlines here. Quite honestly, I wrote oh, down some lines <coughs> that I didn't think were very clever. Is this the one where he talks about bunions? No, that's the one with the Trayvon Martin clip in it. That's right. Yeah. That's an interesting song. Like, I could see this. If, a young, if like, a young rapper up and coming released that hook, that'd blow up right now. Yeah. I agree. And it's it's got, to me, this... Um, that Hercules the Jaw part would catch on like wildfire. You kidding me? Yeah. This has got, like, sort of vague trap um, southern rap type vibes. Totally. I actually, on a couple of these songs, wouldn't have been surprised if, if Ludacris, like... I mean, yeah, and then that synth that comes in right there. I mean, it's a cool beat. Well, lots, lots of the beats on this album yeah. are solid. That's the. There's a lot of problems with over and under production on this record, but melodically, this thing is almost always on. <coughs> like, it's yeah. unfortunate that the good melodies are hindered by like sounding too produced or sounding too amateur. But uh, there's usually something good at the core of it. Yeah. Um, another thing this song has got is a lot of like. Giving you pharmaceutical drug references. So to me, he's you know he's playing into that southern rap culture. You know, sure. like what is what does Skilo have to lay claim to this particular style of hip hop? He's from Chicago and he moved to LA. He's not in any any way that I can immediately see it that actually connected to this sound. Right, in a direct personal way. He's not from the South at all. So are you calling it a cash grab then? I'm not saying it's a cash grab. I'm just saying like he's saying to himself like, I'm gonna fucking do this. I'm a great rapper. I'm a great producer. I can I'm live gonna... in this style. Yeah. I can do it just as good as you. Exactly. Okay. See, then there's an IHOP line too that I just thought was laughable. <laughs> do you um, have it written down? I don't have it. Um, but this sax solo is dope. Yeah, this is awesome. Like the beat totally changes into this like jazz. Yeah, pop, jazz a very Kendrick-esque. Complete beat switch. <laughs> totally, and, and before, really before Kendrick would have been as big a deal as he is now. I Did this come out before or after Timber Butterfly? This would have been a couple years before. Or not to Pimple Butterfly, I'm Good sorry. Kid, Mad City, yeah. maybe the same year, but, but I think Mad City was 2013. I'm not sure. Right around the same time. Uh, I'm going to stop it here, and you know, I do really like that sax solo, but you know, I'll just talk about him kind of playing in a sound that he's not really uh, associated with. Maybe cash grab was an extreme term, but I wouldn't put it past him. We're not going to play uh, track eight uh, called Real, but there's a, a line in it where he says, and you know I'm coming over, we can drink some Folgers and just laugh about it. Yeah. I wonder, and like there's the IHOP line, I wonder, there's no way, right? Product placement? There's oh. no way. That's funny as shit, man. Well, because, yeah, there are there were some other things that I, I'm thinking of. It's a pretty licensed album. Like, there's a lot of, like, brand drops. K-Swiss, Chucks. 
you think? Do you think? But maybe it's one of these things where he like drops the line, and then after the fact, his crew's like, well, why don't we reach out to him and see if they like want to team up? I have no idea how any of that works. It just popped up a lot to the point where I marked it down. I have no idea. Yeah. Again, I don't know what kind of market Ski Low can tap into that no other rapper can't at this point. Yeah. But it was just uh, it was it was a little curious. Well, uh, email us at onehitwonderfulworld at gmail.com if uh, you received or gave any money to Skilo. Yeah. <laughs> if you were fooled by Skilo in any way, uh, please let us know. Um, let's play one more track here. This is number four. And so going back to the talk about all the personas like Punchline Rapper, Hardened Rapper, this is the <clears throat> like, hey, girl. This is that Skilo. Exactly. This is hey, girl, Skilo. This is track four. This is called Vibe is Right. Again. Everything that we've mentioned about this album, like, oddly produced, but great melodies, but, like, at the same time, a little lazy. Yeah. This has everything good and bad in this album in one song, kind of. <laughs> yep. Um, and it also has a Walmart name drop. Walmart. Yeah. Walmart. The plot thickens. This beat is, is um, it's not as maximalist as some of the other beats. It's got a cool bass line, but I think it could just really fit in nice with sort of early aughts, um, like urban radio, you know? Totally. Like the harmonies on love. Yeah. Right there, so cool. Yeah, it's very subdued, underplayed. It's not quite neo-soul to the level of like D'Angelo or Maxwell or anything, but it's it's headed in that direction. Yep. And again, pulled off with relative success, if you don't think about it too much. Yeah. So it's interesting, he's got his hands in a lot of pots and he's not doing necessarily a bad job. It's just the fact that he's reaching around so much uh, and not focusing that the record as a whole seems to falter a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, this song at the very end, too, his flow here is great. Yep. Um, this song at the end has oh yeah Drake sample. A what sample? Well, it's 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 a sample from a Drake song, right? The really like a, aggressive loud audio at the end. Yeah. Could I mean could we wait a little bit and then skip it? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, what it is is it's Drake references Skilo, and so Skilo takes that portion of the Drake song and drops it in at the end here. Okay. Um. So just no, cool. like, I'm, no I'm guest, dancing. No guest spot on this song, apparently. This is all ski. All ski. No. Uh, all right, let's jump ahead a little bit to about a uh, minute left. This is the longest track on the record, 4 minutes and 40 seconds. Pretty short record other, uh, otherwise. 12 tracks, 45 minutes. Yeah. Pretty middle of the road. Concise. Um, yeah. I. This is the first one where... I'd say in 11 episodes, I would say that I was not overall impressed with the record, but I could have seen it going a lot better. Yeah. Like, the other records that I haven't liked, I just thought they were bad. Yeah. And see, here's Drake. And fundamentals are needed, you playing street ball. And I was out at BT, but I ain't see y'all. These ski-low rappers wishing they could be tall. These ski-low rappers wishing they could be tall. Letting all their fake friends use them like a freestyle. I think it's just, you know... Throwing back to the fact that he's a one-hit wonder again and sure. just playing that aspect up a little bit more. At a certain point, though, to me at least, maybe this is just the cynic in me, it becomes a little suspicious when you comment so much on that. Like, you can't just exist on your own merits. Like, to, to add the Drake sample in there, it's like, okay, you're grasping at, like, relevancy straws here. Yeah. You know? Like, 
But maybe not. <laughs> Again, I'm I'm big on speculation, and I'm usually <laughs> wrong about stuff. No, I mean I f- I feel that for sure. Um. So yeah, if you do, you, do you have a favorite? You know what? Before we get into favorites and uh, and least favorites, what would you say? Uh, if anything on here, because I don't know if I have an answer either, is the song that tried to replicate the hit. Oh, it's odd boy. because all of the songs have great melodies, but at the same time, none of them seem like hits. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, it's hard for me to say because I Wish has a lot of samples in it, and it's, it's, it's like based on samples. The groove is sample-based. Um, whereas a lot of this album, you could fool me into thinking it was re- some of it was recorded live. Sure. Some of it is very, like, produced, like, probably in a computer or, or whatever, but some of them seem really live, like the sax solo and, and, and just... Yeah, some of the drums. Some of the drums seem like they're definitely live. Some of the drums seem like they're definitely programmed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, no consistency even even in that. <clears throat> what, do you have an idea of what? Um, I would say probably I love LA. I'll play that quick. Um, I don't know. I think this song is super cheesy. Yeah. Super surface level. Yeah, uh, for sure. It's really boring. Clearly, it, they just need some time filled. Uh, but it's like, it's sun-kissed. It's talking about L.A. It's like kind of repping where they're from. I could see it, maybe. Um, he cops a biggie line in here, too, um, about it's like his flight leaves at 8, my flight leaves at 9, or something like that. We'll unwind in L.A., yeah. yeah. That sounds like the beginning of a math problem. Okay, so Biggie's plane leaves at 8, Skilo's plane lands at 9. At what time could they both be on Venice Beach unwinding in L.A., you know? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That that one is, is up there. There are bits and pieces of every song that I could see. But none of it has the charm of that song because, like, he knew who he was back then. Like, that song is so self-assured. Like, fuck it, I don't care if I'm the little guy, the underdog. I'm just as good as the rest of you. Here, it seems like he's finding or trying 12 different ways to, like, still cling to that sentence. Like, I'm still as good as the rest of you. Yeah. Um, speaking of back then, let's uh, let's swing into this segment called Back Then. Da da da. Back then. So, uh, he references a lot on this album uh, the fact that he was not only the one who won itself, but that he was nominated for Grammys. Okay. He did not win a Grammy for which he was nominated Best Solo Rap Performance. Okay. Can you name the song and artist to which he lost? 1995? 1995. Oh, my God. Another very ubiquitous hip-hop song. Is it Hypnotize? By Biggie? No. No? No. That's probably a few years early. Well, I think... Uh, I can't remember exactly, but I think Biggie would have died actually earlier. Oh, but. shit. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm going to be so bad with the timeline, timelines here. Uh, is it a song that theoretically I know? Do I know it? You I have to absolutely know, know the okay. song. Um, I'm going to have no idea what the year is. I also don't want to eat up a bunch of time. Can I have a hint? Mm, can you have a hint? No, that'd give it away. Okay. Um, no, I don't okay. know. He lost in Best Solo Rap Performance, the Grammy, to Gangster's Paradise by Coolio. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. The one-hit wonder lost to the other one-hit wonder. Yeah, I mean, is Coolio a one-hit wonder? He's got to be. You know what? Maybe that'll be an episode down the road. That's crazy. Yep. Very ubiquitous in the same way. Yeah. Weird Al Yankovic uh, parried it. Parodied it. With uh, Amish Paradise. Amish Paradise. Did he parody I Wish? That would have been funny if he'd done both. I wonder. 
There's no way. I feel like we would know about that by now. Email us at onehitwonderfulworld at gmail.com. How many times do we have to say the email address, people? <laughs> Reach out. We're very lonely. Okay, Kyle, what is your favorite song on this record? Do you have one? My favorite song on this record, um, I would say, is probably Raw. Raw? Uh, I'm going to just hop in and say I agree. That's probably my favorite as well. Do you have a song that you would cut first? The song that I would cut first, to me, the first half of this album is pretty good, and then it just starts to lag and falter by the la- the last half. Yes. So most of the songs in the last half, I would just cut immediately. Um, There's a lot of B-Squad Adam Levine's. A lot of, like, choruses by what sound to be shitty white dudes. Yeah, it could like, be. not very good singers. Like, auto-tuned to death. Yeah, and that's another thing. Auto-tune on this record, he's just, Everywhere. just pulling on all kinds of strings. Um, I, I would cut just about anything from the, the back half, man. Uh, Riding on Empty, yep. Real is a song for his wife. Not a good song. No, such a vague topic for a song. Real, like, and then it sounds, I thought it was about being figuratively real, like, you know, being honest and upfront and everything, but the line and the hook is, you're better than any car that I'm driving, which makes me think, oh, she's real like a real person. Not yeah. a car. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, we on bad. We on very bad. Lyri- Lyrically, when he's on, he's on, and when he's off, he sounds drug-addled. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, actually, we've got we've got a little bit of time, right, just a little bit. I yeah. think you should play um, Boomerang. Boomerang? So th- 11. This is a good example. It's... This electro beat, which is weird, but just the beats kind of on the back half are, are weak, and, and it's got this singer, like, yes. exactly, the, the B-Squad Adam like, Levine. From track, track not, track 6 to 12 all have guest spots. Yep. And most of them are, like, weird choruses like this that are just shoehorned in, like they're from a completely different type of song and artist. It makes no sense at all. Yeah. Um, this song is notable. It does feature a bit of like an origin story. He does mention like being from Chicago but having moved to LA and um, he, he just mentions early years type of thing. Um, but just, I don't know, man. It's not, it doesn't hit hard enough for me. It's not flesh out enough the ideas and presented no, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop it there. Yeah, it's a lot of like, a lot of it feels like he was told what is popular at the time. He's like, well, let's just try that then. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a lot of very just separate like separate pieces. Not a lot of, the pieces are there, but the puzzle's not done. Not even close. Still in the box. Um, so you said your favorite song is Rob. What would you say is your least favorite song or a song you would cut? A song I would cut first, it's got to be Friday Night. Friday Night, It's yeah. got to be. Like, it's the closer, mm-hmm. and it sounds like he's not even on it. But everything <laughs> you said about the second half, seriously, this thing is is relatively good through track five. Yep. And then it, it, it tanks itself pretty quickly and doesn't seem, doesn't really, there's no relative peak after track six. It's kind of all just down. Um, um, there is... Are we are we getting close to wrapping it up here? No, we're getting close to wrapping it up. What do you think? Well, okay. So I think... Uh, well, let's just get this out of the way first then. Would you recommend this album to somebody else? Would I recommend the album to somebody else? Um, I might for the sake of, like, I think there are a lot of good ideas on here that could have definitely been improved and executed better. So no. Well, I would, I would suggest it to somebody else um, to... 
to say like, hey man, like look at all these awesome ideas. Like someone who is maybe like at a pretty good level, but could really break open their sound, their skills as a producer, I might show them this album and be like, hey, look where the, like, can you tell that this could have gone somewhere? Like, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I wouldn't sure. do that. Okay. Um, and then I, I'm sorry, please continue your thought. No, that's it. Okay. Well then, I have a new way of phrasing our other second roundup question, which is, uh, listen to the album again, put songs from it on a playlist, forget it exists. Gotcha. Um, I'll probably forget this exists. Okay. Um, would you suggest this album to another person? No. No, I wouldn't because, no. There are much better things. I would, I would, would I recommend it to somebody else? No. Would I, in conversation, be like, hey, remember that guy that made I Wish? I know, he's got another album. I know. Like, I would say that. For sure. I wouldn't, no. Yep, okay. Um, would you listen to this album again? Would you put songs from it on a playlist, or would you forget it exists? Um, I don't, I would probably forget it exists. But, like, but Raw, Raw has a spot somewhere, maybe. Think so? On something. But no, more than likely would forget it exists. Right on. Yeah. All right, what, do you want, what did you want to say before we get out of here? Well, um, we didn't talk about the Trayvon Martin song. Right. We, we kind of we glossed over it a little bit, which is funny um, because it's called Untouchable. Yeah, definitely the song. I, I would recommend listening to the, this song in full because it's a huge missed opportunity in my opinion. I see this is the thing. Like I think like I wrote down some lines that are not very good, like hurts my bunions. Um, Something like raw onions. Yeah, raw like onions, which... Raw was the track before the Skilo. I don't know, man. You probably should have put that in that song. <laughs> but anyway, um, I think still like this album came out just mere weeks after the Trayvon Martin situation happened, and I think um, as much as like some of the lines might falter a little bit, definitely still has something to say about right. that situation, and it's interesting to look back from where we are now. <clears throat> Because I kind of see, from my perspective, I kind of see the um, shooting of Trayvon Martin by George Zimmerman as being sort of a precursor to what we have going on now with police officers shooting black people. But it's kind of viewed as an aftermath in this song. Right. And he's – there's a clip in here of Trayvon Martin's father or stepfather. I'm not sure which. Um, Wait, there's a clip of Dr. King speaking? There is. Yep, exactly. Right. but he talks about how he can't trust the Sanford, Florida Police Department uh, with this case. And I just, you know, I, I think no matter what, that, that issue hits home. It's definitely important. Absolutely. It's, it's super important that it, it uh, is as talked about as possible. I guess maybe missed opportunity is the wrong, the wrong term. I don't want to ruffle any feathers here, but I just – all of the clips in that song are incredibly harrowing, obviously. Yep. Uh, and they produce such a gravitas that I think the song does not match. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. The chorus to me in a lot of ways does not make sense. You saying that this came out weeks after the Trayvon Martin shooting makes a lot of sense because it does not feel insightful. Mm-hmm. It feels meaningful. It doesn't feel insightful. It feels rushed out. And to me, to rush something out and have a very surface level song match with clips like that that mean a fuck ton to everybody, it just seems a little misguided. It, it does seem almost as if he had the song and he was going to kind of talk about 
um, social rights struggles or civil rights struggles um, in general. And then the Trayvon Martin thing happened where George Zimmerman shot Trayvon Martin. Um, and he kind of like maybe molded it a little bit more in that direction. I could see that sure, being a thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, either way. Um, Good that it exists. We differ on maybe the quality of it. Yep. No problem in that. Uh, if you have any thoughts on that one, again, I would probably listen to that song in full. Tell us what you think. See if you have any opinions on it. Uh, do you have any final thoughts on this record before we get out of here? Uh, I'm Skilo can flex muscle. He's decent. Seems just, to choose not to. Just yeah, just didn't happen to make an album that I really care to listen to. Um, so we've seen worse, but this one was kind of dull, which is almost more insulting than being bad. Uh, what are we dealing with next week, Kyle? Next week, we are uh, dealing with I Want Candy by Bow Wow Wow, and we're going to have our good friend Andy Erickson on the show. Andy Erickson's going to be on the show. We're talking about the guys that sing, or the people that sing. I don't know if there are women in that band. My gut says probably not. There's a gal. There's okay. a gal, The yeah. people that sing uh, I, Want I Want Candy. Candy. We will be back next week. Uh, review us. Rate us. Share it if you like it. All the stuff that every podcast tells you to do. Again, world at gmail.com if you got anything you want to say to either of us. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we will see you next Monday. Thanks again for listening. Kyle, what song do you want us to close out with? Well, we just got done talking about it uh, quite a bit. I think you should play Untouchable. Cool. All right, this is track six off of Skilo's 2012 album, Fresh Ideas. Uh, Untouchable, we will see you next week. We've been One Hit Wonderful World. Thanks, everybody. Um, maybe both. I'm not sure. There's just someone screaming outside. Okay. And is it a male or a female? Here's the kid on the right. Don't tell. All right. Well, we do have officers on the way. Just call us back if you do hear or see anything else suspicious, like any vehicles leaving or anything like that, okay? Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Y'all. Can't walk these dungeons, these streets I'm from them, but it hurts my bunions and I'm ready to snap. Feeling raw like onions and I'm trying to get paid, but these cops they raid. Kids run like roaches, caskets carried in coaches. I ain't going out like that. Trayvon got shot last week, they left him dead in the street and let the killer get away like that. Man, can you imagine how his moms feel? There's a pain in the heart and it won't heal. Yeah, try to teach your kids right, teach them don't steal. And they grow up anyway and they get killed by the neighborhood watch like we gonna get your ass in the neighborhood watch and it just won't stop the war won't cease we just want peace we just want getting any answers and it's, it's very disturbing um i feel betrayed by the sample police department um, and there's no way that i can instill trust in them and investigate this crime it's insanity trying to suppress the freaking enemy he want to lift this up above god it's only vanity nothing ever handed me gotta get a job now we in the recession so will i have to steal and rob now to feed my daughter on this new world order i ask god is the time getting shorter and he said yes because we the lost sheep we the jews the people that suffer is the people he choose so the all of my folks and people i ain't seen keep your hands in the air you've been fighting to keep a dream with you luck 
Remember to keep winners on your team. Keep your faith in Allah, and the time won't seem like shine's getting caught in the gleam, and then it's gone. While you stuck trying to calculate what went wrong, and this is why I had to bring it to you, put it in song. Cause you and I could have been Trey Fawn. It's gonna be Nation returns to business as usual. 